When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome to the next Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra. I'm Pete Sampson, joined by Kevin Sinclair. We're talking a lot of Irish invasion today. It's Notre Dame's premier summer recruiting events coming up on June 10th, so we're a little bit more than a week away from that. Some visitors that we're going to get into in our Five Guys segment, Shane Simon notably, um, but in terms of the looking at the event big picture, it's been fun over the last few days to sort of look at the guest lists that Notre Dame had for the first three invasions because you sort of forget some underclassmen who showed up, like Dalen Hayes when he was a linebacker uh, slash tight end guy um, that Notre Dame offered at Invasion a few three years ago. Uh, and then last year, even you, know, you sort of forget Jonathan McAllister commits, Jordan Pouncey made a big spectacle of it, was only in the class for about six months before he flipped to Texas there at the end. So it's... Um, it's been interesting to, to look back at that list, Kevin, and, and sort of see some of the names and you forget, oh yeah, that guy showed up and maybe that was his first introduction to Notre Dame was Irish Invasion. Yeah, you bet. I had a good look at sort of the past and obviously uh, Notre Dame was sort of behind the times with these types of camps. Other schools were doing them, Irish Invasion type camps at uh, at their programs and Notre Dame got after it in 2014. That was their first Irish Invasion and the first year was kind of interesting in terms of, um, you know, the list of recruits they had there. Um, for starters, a lot of, you know, almost half their list were guys who were already committed to Notre Dame. So they had, you know, guys like Trevor Ruland, Tristan Hodge, Mike Dutreadway, Jerry Tillery, who worked out on our offensive line, uh, Sean Crawford, Elijah Taylor, Nico Fertitta, and Jalen Guyton, remember him. So, you know, they had a big portion of guys there that were already committed to Notre Dame. Uh, obviously, there were some guys there who, yeah, it was their first time seeing Notre Dame, and they, you know, ended up committing to Notre Dame. Um, Josh Adams being one, uh, Tavon Coney. Uh, Dalen Hayes was there, although he wasn't a part of that class. He was the next class, but, um, you know, he came there, and he was actually given an offer that morning and then worked out that day and, you know, obviously he's going to be uh, a big-time player this year uh, at Notre Dame. Also, Liam Eichenberg was at that uh, event as well. He also wasn't a part of that class, but, you know, obviously that was a good, you know, uh, turned out to be a good thing to get him uh, at that invasion event because he ended up going to the next one as well and was committed. So, um, obviously there were some guys that they uh, had there that were targets that they uh, ended up missing on. Uh, quarterback Malik Henry was there. He ended up going on to Marshall, which was, you know, surprising to some people. Um, Jock Patrick was there running back. Um, you know, they had two tight ends, Jake Houseman, Luke Farrell. Uh, Houseman was a pretty big target for them. They had offered him, uh, defensive lineman Austin Bryant was also there. Uh, Justin Hilliard was a big one. I remember him riding around on the golf cart with Brian Kelly, 
Um, you know, they pushed really hard for him. Unfortunately, didn't close on him. Um, so that was, you know, the, those are the, the main the main names from that 2014 invasion. The 2015 uh, Irish invasion was, um, you know, pretty successful right off the hop in terms of, you know, they got two commitments, Kevin Stefferson, wide receiver from Florida, and safety Jalen Elliott uh, from Virginia. So getting those two commits were, um, you know, right off the hop was a, a success. There is also committed recruits there. Uh, Tommy, or sorry, Tony Jones Jr., Tommy Kramer, Liam Eichenberg, and Dylan Gibbons were all at the event. Uh, obviously, we're all committed when they got there. Um, and then, sort of the guys who you know either committed soon after or somewhere down the line. Um, there's a good list of them: Javon McKinley, Chase Claypool, Brock Wright, Cole Komet, Devin Studstill, and Spencer Perry. So they kind of got a pair of receivers, pair of tight ends, and a pair of safeties. So that was, you know, a successful year for them, um, the successful camp for them. Um, there was, you know, obviously a, a lot of you know, kind of, you know, high-profile high recruits there as well who they ended up missing on. Um, you know, probably the top one that year is a quarterback, in-state quarterback Hunter Johnson, um, if things looked really good with him, he was saying a lot of good things about Notre Dame and being in state and, you know, visiting Notre Dame, going to invasion. People are really excited about that. Obviously he ended up at Clemson. Um, you know, there's running back AJ Dillon was there. Uh, there was some smoke there about Notre Dame. He ended up at Boston college. Um, you know, there's some good, there's some talented receivers there. Donnie Corley went on to Michigan state. Marquez Calloway went on to Tennessee, Amir Mitchell's at Rutgers now. Um, you know, Harry Heastan was really into Jedrick Willis. Uh, things looked good there early on. Of course, he ended up visiting Alabama, and then just it was all Alabama after that, and now he's at Alabama. Um, you know, Corey Malone Hatcher made his first Irish invasion uh, that year. He went on to go to invasion again the next year, um, and now he's at Michigan. Uh, another big one. Uh, that year, 2015, would have been Robert Beal. Uh, obviously, he was committed to Notre Dame early, decommitted. Now he's at Georgia. Uh, another really big one there was Caleb Kelly, linebacker from the Fresno area. He moved on to Oklahoma on National Signing Day. Uh, Eric Cuffey, cornerback out of Texas. Um, or, sorry, cornerback that went to Texas. Um, you know, there was several safeties that were there as well. Chacho Uloa, uh, Notre Dame was really uh, into him. Some people weren't. Uh, uh, safety Akena Okeke, he's uh, over at Texas A&M now. Uh, Notre Dame was recruiting him really heavily. Houston Griffith made that event as well. Um, he was also there last year, and unfortunately he won't be there this year, but <laughs> obviously he's been a returning uh, you know, recruit. So that's good. Uh, you know, that's a sign if Houston Griffith ends up at ND. That's one of those signs of a – you know, a kid coming and returning and ended up ending up at Notre Dame as a result of these types of camps. Yeah, it's. I mean, the guys I remember watching last year, Quiddy Pay was sort of a big story going in. He was a a two star recruit at that point from Rhode Island, defensive end, who ended up signing at Michigan and enrolling early, I believe. And I think you look at the way the last class shook out with a late offer to Kofi Wardlow. Quiddy Pay is a guy that Mike Elko would have offered on the spot. Mac Hippenhammer was a guy that visited for Irish Invasion. Notre Dame didn't offer, offered him late. Uh, Russ Yeast was at an Irish Invasion last year. Notre Dame 
didn't really get a good vibe on him because uh, he just didn't have a great performance. And I think it's a, it's a reminder that these camps, while part of the evaluation process, are a pretty small part of it. Um, I think that we we spend probably in the recruiting rankings industrial complex too much time focused on camps and combines as if they're going to move the needle on their own. Um, I think Notre Dame, in retrospect, they would have been better off if Rusties didn't come to Irish Invasion last year because they would have had a better opinion of him. And ultimately, it was a guy that they wanted down the stretch could have really helped them at corner. So if a guy has a great Irish Invasion, super, uh, you know, that probably helps his stock. If a guy really struggles, maybe that knocks him down. But I think a lot of times we get a little too carried away with it. I'm, I'm more curious... I don't know, Kevin, if what your opinion on this is, but like, I'm more curious who really wants to work to take reps? Who's there to actually be businesslike about it? Because you see some guys, they coast through these things. They're, they're just there to have a good time. And I, I'm much more curious to see who's, who's fighting to get to the front of the line. Because I remember when I saw Jalen Smith as a high school kid out of Fort Wayne at Best of the Midwest or, or the Rivals Five Star Challenge, he was a guy that wanted as much work as possible. And as great as an athlete he was, I was impressed with his attitude and his work ethic. Um, I, won't, I won't say as much as his athletic ability, but that was definitely a huge plus-plus uh, for Jalen Smith. So I, I want to see what guys sort of have that that work-like attitude when they, when they show up at these things. Or even who works out at all. I yeah. mean, you know, it, the first few years it was kind of like everyone is working out, and now – you know, there's lots of guys who just just come to hang out and, and check things out. Some guys want to stay away from injuries, and that's fair. Um, yeah, but that's, you know, a valid point. Um, so sort of we'll have a look at last year's invasion. Uh, was a huge list, um, you know, right off the hop. Getting a commit from each class, 2017 and 2018. You got Jordan Pouncey, you know, committed to Brian Kelly. Uh, that was a, you know... Big commitment for them. Unfortunately, he ended up decommitting down the line, and now he's at Texas. But uh, Marquis Step committed as well, and that's obviously a you know a, a big member of their current class. Um, so that you know right off the hop, getting a couple of uh, solid commits from each class was uh, a plus for them. Um, you know, obviously, the 2017 there was a huge list um, for that event. Uh, there was several, you know, kids who came that were already committed to Notre Dame. Uh, Avery Davis, uh, Jonathan McCallister, he committed, I, I believe, it was the morning of, or either that, or it was the day before. Um, he committed to Notre Dame, so you can kind of add him to that list. Um, Robert Hainsey was already committed. Cole Komet, Isaiah Robertson, and then of course Pete Werner came. You know, he was committed down the line. He eventually decommitted, and now he's at Ohio State. So obviously, there's a big list of guys, just like the um, in the the previous years who were at the event as sort of highly regarded guys who they sort of missed on. Uh, you know, safety Amari Carter, defensive end Hunter Eccles, defensive end outside linebacker Justin Foster, and then you, Pete, you spoke about Mac Hippenhammer. Uh, Deion Jackson, the running back from Pace Academy in Georgia. They kind of took a run at him late. He ended up at Duke. Um, like you said, Quiddy Pay. Foster Serrell was there. Osiris St. Brown. You know, he that was kind of the first time where people said, you know, wait a minute, maybe this kid isn't, you know, too pumped on Notre Dame. 
he was sort of acting, uh, I guess, aloof at the event. And then that's when all the sort of Stanford talk started. Uh, offensive tackle Andrew Thomas from uh, Georgia he was at the event. He was highly recruited. Um, he did not end up at Notre Dame. So, you know, there's a big list there. That's the 2017, 2018 class. Um, you know, there is a Matt Bauer and Micah Jones were at the event and went on to commit to Notre Dame. Uh, you know, there's obviously Dallas Gant was there. Uh, Houston Griffith, Amon Ross St. Brown did very well at the event. And George Takis was there as well. Uh, although he wasn't spoken about a whole lot. Yeah, I, don't rem- I barely, I don't even remember seeing him there. Uh, so I, I don't know if he showed up and like was just sort of in for a visit and standing on the sidelines. But yeah, it was, it was interesting to look back and think, oh yeah, George Takis, because he wasn't a guy that I think people were paying a whole lot of attention to. No, and when he got the offer from Notre Dame this year, that was kind of when I, you know, had a look at him. That was one of the first time I heard about him being at the event. So I don't know if he didn't work out or, you know, maybe at that time he was only 210, 215 pounds. Yeah. I know he put it on a lot of weight since, so maybe he just went sort of unnoticed. Um, Malik Van was at the event as well. Um, tight end Anthony Torres from in sort of in-state Penn High School. Uh, he was at the event too. Um, so. Big list there. There's a lot of 2019 kids uh, that were there. They sort of planted seeds with uh, quarterback JT Daniels from Matter Day, Amon Ross St. Brown's quarterback, Moses Douglas, cornerback. Um, you know, there was Steve, uh, Stephen Aaron, uh, defensive end from Kentucky. Um, now, he did really well at the event. He would be at Invasion um, coming up here. Uh, but unfortunately, he's going to be, unfortunately for Notre Dame, he's going to be at the five-star challenge in Indianapolis uh, that weekend. So he won't be able to make it. Otherwise, he would. That's what he told me recently on the phone. Uh, offensive tackle Trevor Keegan was there as well. He's, you know, ranked among the top offensive linemen in the country in that class right now. And wide receiver, who's also playing some defensive end, Brew McCoy, was at the event as well. So there is, you know, some, those are, you know, really good uh, recruits to get on campus early. Um, obviously, 2019 recruiting is ramping up, so um, it's good to those guys have already been on campus. Yeah, and I think before we get into the five guys, I think that's you mentioned sort of the rivals five star challenge in Indianapolis. Normally, Notre Dame's Irish invasion avoids conflicts with the opening or the five star challenge. It didn't work out that way this year. So, you know, like last year with Amon Ross St. Brown, um, you know, I think. I can't remember if Vandarius Cohen was there last year or the year before, but Jedrick Wills, Jamari Salier. I mean, they've had three, four, five-star guys at the event. It's going to be much more of a challenge this year with a national combine going on, and pretty much every kid that's a five-star is invited to the Rivals Five-Star Challenge, which is in Indianapolis, and then the opening finals, which is at Nike outside Portland. And I think it's worth keeping in mind for people because – it's a logical conclusion to jump to. It's like, well, wait a minute. If a kid's coming out from L.A. to Indianapolis, can't he just drive up to South Bend? He can if he pays his own way to go to Indianapolis, which by and large these kids are not doing. Um, these companies, whether it be Rivals, Scout, or shoe companies, Under Armour, Adidas, Nike, they're sort of footing the bill. They can't pay for kids to come out and then take unofficial visits to drive up the road. Uh, it's the same way with the opening. If you go out to the opening, you can't take a side trip to Oregon unless you pay the pay for that. Uh, when the Rivals Five Star Challenge was in Atlanta, guys wanted to come down and visit Georgia because Athens is less than two hours away. Well, 
guys who end up doing that then have to pay for their travel the whole the whole boat. So that's it's not a recruiting advantage based on location. It's really just a disadvantage in terms of scheduling for Notre Dame. But as we get into the five guys, um, I'll start just because this is this was. I think one of the biggest news items of the week, and it, it trumps a guy who is probably going to commit to Notre Dame in, in a week, less than a week's time, and that's Shane Simon coming to Irish Invasion, sort of a, a late addition. That flight's booked, uh, and he will work out. He's an opening finalist on top of that. Notre Dame's number one target at the rover position. Uh, man, that would not shock me if he went off the board uh, on June 10th for Notre Dame, but that would just be a huge, huge commit for Notre Dame. So he is he is number one. He's a guy that we're going to keep talking about until he commits somewhere, and uh, Notre Dame's in pretty good shape right now. Yeah, you bet. Now, I'm going to start with a guy who I sort of just got off the phone with before the podcast here. He's a guy that a lot of people probably haven't heard of yet. Uh, Jalen Franklin is the number one. He's ranked with Scout the number one athlete in Michigan. He's a three-star kid, 6'4", 210. Um, he kind of does it all for his, his program. He plays uh, on offense, plays a bit of quarterback and receiver uh, on defense, plays some outside linebacker. Um, sort of plays almost a bit of rover type stuff, a little, and comes off the edge a lot. Um, now Notre Dame's actually been recruiting him for quite some time. Um, I caught up with him today, and it looks like he's going to be uh, visiting Notre Dame on the 17th of this month. Um, looks like you know he he has a pretty decent offer list: Michigan State, Northwestern, uh, Pitt, Vandy, and Wisconsin are his top five. He sort of told me that his top three right now are Michigan State, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. Um, he's also got offers from Cincinnati, Dartmouth, Iowa State, Kentucky, Minnesota, uh, Syracuse, and others. Um, I really like his film. Um, he's a great tackler. He's great in pursuit. Um He's the kind of kid that you can kind of build into what you'd want if you'd like him at the outside linebacker position. You know, at 6'4", 210, you could get him there. Uh, he's also shows some good range. He's a really heady kid, obviously, at the Dartmouth offer. Um, you know, he could probably learn that rover role. He told me that uh, Todd Light's been to his school a few times, been to his school recently just in the evaluation period. Uh, they've sort of been talking to him about some rover role. Um, you know, sort of like the Elijah Collins uh, kid out of Detroit. Uh, I don't like to say sort of Plan B, but sort of a situation where if you know they don't they don't um, get Shane Simon, they're still going to want to fill that rover role. And guys like Jalen, this Jalen Franklin, and Elijah Collins will probably be kids they'll be having a close look at. But his sort of measurables, uh, his film, and then obviously he's this. You know, he told me he's got a three point nine GPA right now. Um, he's a kid they could be having a good look at, and you could get an offer. Yeah, number two on my list to get outside Irish Invasion a little bit. Jawan Briggs, the uh, 2019 defensive tackle from Cincinnati, six foot three, 277 pounds. Uh, Kevin, you caught up with this this week. He's interested in Notre Dame, and that's great. Ohio State's heavily involved there. Alabama's offered. It's difficult to get guys out of Ohio that Ohio State wants, but. Highly notable here, he's going to the opening finals as an underclassman, which is incredibly rare. Um, it does happen with a few guys every year, but for Briggs to be out there, uh, I think it really just shows how big time a recruit he's going to be. Mike Elston's been on the case there 
Uh, they've got Briggs to campus already. Um, would not be surprised if he was back this summer. Certainly be back for a game in the fall. But for Notre Dame to beat out Ohio State there is going to be a real challenge. But uh, Briggs seems like he's cut from a little bit of a different cloth in terms of his attitude and academics and even uh, acting is something he wants to get involved in. So uh, Jawan Briggs, opening finalist as a rising junior, pretty impressive. He's number two on my list. Yeah, number two on my list is 2019 safety Brian Williams. Uh, he's out of Dallas, Texas. Bishop Dunn. Uh, obviously, that's the same program uh, that Nick Watkins came from. There's a few other offers at that program from Notre Dame. D-tackle Calvin Avery from the 2018 class. Uh, now, he got his offer. I spoke with him, and he hasn't heard from Notre Dame since, so I don't know if he's going to be in play again. Also, 2019 athlete Marquez Beeson. He committed to Nebraska, but he's just going to be visiting Ohio State and Georgia this summer, so he still could be in play for Notre Dame. Anyhow, Brian Williams, uh, you know, he's a four-star with Scout. He's a five-star with at least a few other services, uh, recruiting services. He, you know, he's uh, just sort of announced this week that he's going to be visiting for Invasion. I spoke with his coach, his head coach, Johnson. Um, you know, he's told me that his – Obviously, he's he's really interested in Notre Dame. If he's making the trip all the way from Texas to Notre Dame right after he gets out of school to visit for Irish Invasion, he's going to compete um, in the events. His family's really excited. He is taking a bunch of other visits this summer, but uh, apparently this kid's very into academics as well. Um, you know, this kid is one of the top players in the 2019 class, and it's a big deal that he's making it to Notre Dame. At number three on my list, Jamie and Franklin, who I think we mentioned on every podcast, and even had him on the podcast at one point, but the six foot two and a half, three hundred and sixteen, three hundred and six pound defensive tackle out of Ridgely, Maryland, moved up his commitment from July first to June sixth, I believe. Those are the the dates there. And then Notre Dame has, has been in great shape here for months since basically the kids stepped foot on uh, campus for spring practice and Kevin, you had a good story with his coach this week, who is a Notre Dame fan, which is only going to track well with the Irish moving forward. But, I mean, this is a guy that Notre Dame should snap up a lot sooner than later. Uh, He's also an opening finalist, so it'll be fun to see him compete against the best of the best at Nike uh, in in end of June, early July. So he's he's number three on my list and probably number one on my most likely to uh, commit next to Notre Dame list. Yeah, number three on my list is Tennessee cornerback Jalen Williams out of Germantown. Uh, he's five foot eleven, one seventy five. Uh, he should be at Irish Invasion now. Sort of the situation with him is he's been being recruited by Notre Dame uh, coach Clark Lee's been by his school, watched him practice. I spoke with his coach. He said that he's been getting a lot more attention lately, and you know, bigger schools coming by to check him out. Right now, he has offers from Indiana, Kansas State, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Virginia, uh, Wake Forest, Washington State. Uh, but, some, you know, some notable schools have been coming by and checking in on him. Auburn being one, Virginia Tech, and uh, Baylor has been on him quite heavily. Um, he went to the Atlanta opening regional. Uh, he ran a four five one forty, but I guess apparently it was you know, about a half day or something like that, less than 24 hours after he had just, uh, I guess, competed in several events in a track meet. Uh, apparently, he, ordinarily, he, 
you know, runs a legit uh, four, four, five, forty, somewhere in that range. Um, I've watched his film. The kid can definitely can definitely play. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he got an offer from Notre Dame. They've definitely been on him for a while. They sent him one of those Notre Dame edits on Twitter. Um, looks like things are kind of heating up with that recruitment a little bit. I've been following him for a little while, and uh, hopefully for Notre Dame and himself, he'll make it to Invasion because uh, that sort of recruitment's heating up for him. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, – it's our podcast, so we can make the rules. I'm going to merge number four and number five, Justin and Jason Adamalola, both coming in for Irish Invasion. One, important because they'll be recruiting their teammate Shane Sko from St. Peter's Prep. But two, a big thank you from the recruiting media that they're going to be working out because we've seen so many commits come out and just sort of hang out at the event. Um, you know, last year I remember walking past the bench and you saw Houston Griffith, Marquis Stepp, Pete Warner, uh, Latavius Brini was there, just sort of hanging off by the side. I think Amari Carter as well. And, you know, you want to see guys compete and work out a little bit. And certainly for a guy like Jason Adamalola, who's had a great offseason in terms of camps and combines, has impressed a ton of people in opening finest. And then Justin, who wants to impress a ton of people, but just hasn't maybe clicked at the level of his twin brother, to be able to see those guys go out and you know get one-on-ones and maybe take some serious reps, I think could be really enlightening. So both those guys coming to the invasion – and working out in full, not just hanging out on the sidelines, that's, it's good for the event. It's, it's good for the media that's there. Uh, and it's, I think it's very good for the kids, too, that they can sort of work out with Mike Elston and, and get even a better, um, better entrenched with the coaching staff, the environment, and what it means to be a Notre Dame player. So those are my number four and five guys. So, Kevin, you get the final two shots here. Yeah, you bet. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. Go ahead and talk about Kevin Austin again. Now, <laughs> uh, the reason I'm bringing him up is, um, you know, I spoke with him about ten days ago or so when he got his Clemson offer. Uh, he, he said that he was considering putting Clemson in his top group, extending it to five, and putting Clemson in there and considering them. Uh, he also told me that he was thinking about going on a sort of a nationwide visit tour with uh, his team this summer and he would be seeing some of the schools that were also on his offer list uh, I talked to him again about five days later he said he was still thinking about it I thought this was a pretty notable thing for uh, Notre Dame something we should keep an eye on so um, I got in touch with his coach a few days ago uh, coach Rex Nottage uh, he's a really great guy he told me um, you know one notable thing he said to me I thought was interesting is he said um, if I'm not getting Kevin Austin the ball on 60% of our snaps, someone should call me and ask me what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> uh, so I thought that was pretty good. He thinks the world of Kevin Austin um, as a kick returner as well. He spoke about that a bit. But anyhow, he told me that Kevin has decided he's not going to consider any other schools other than the ones in his top four. So Clemson is out, and he's also not going to be going on the visit tour. His uh, coach spoke quite highly about Notre Dame and how Kevin Austin would fit at Notre Dame about how his family really, truly um, are really into academics and him getting the best education possible. A lot of pro ND stuff. I also heard uh, from someone um, in the know with Duke uh, saying that somebody within sort of the Duke network said that, you know, Notre Dame is in the driver's seat, Kevin Austin. So, Hearing lots of good stuff about Kevin Austin at the moment and Notre Dame, and that's really good for the Irish. 
And then your number five guy, I think, is another Irish invasion visitor who I think would rank high on everyone's list of the most intriguing guys that are going to be on campus next week. You bet. Tommy Tremble, six foot four, two hundred twenty-five pound tight end out of Georgia. Uh, really interesting offer list in sort of way he's been rising lately. He's uh, unranked on scout right now. I don't know um, when that'll be updated, but I can't imagine he'd be unranked for too much longer. Um, so he's out of Alpharetta, Georgia, Johns Creek High School. Um, his offer list is really interesting in that he's got Ivy League offers from Columbia, Dartmouth, Pennsylvania, Princeton, and Yale. He's also got some really strong SEC offers, Georgia, Auburn, South Carolina. And then he's got, you know, a kind of a mixed bag of Indiana and Maryland, North Carolina State, Minnesota, uh, Tennessee, Duke, Vanderbilt, West Virginia. Um, obviously, he's got a Notre Dame offer as well. Um, I catch up with him here and there. I caught up with him recently. He said he's very high on Notre Dame. and He's very excited uh, to visit for, visit for Irish Invasion. Um, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how he pans out sort of, you know, as a tight end, um, get to see a bit more of him um, on film. You get to see some really natural athleticism out of him. He's got a really good frame. He's got good speed. He's a uh, tough kid. So I'm excited to kind of see how he makes out at the event. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that should look good at, at this kind of event because it's, it's ex- accentuating athleticism a lot more than just sort of that inline blocking toughness. Um, so that flex tight end, if that's more of his style or he's, that's a big part of his game, we'll see it next Friday uh, or excuse me, next Saturday when Irish invasion gets rolling. So we'll be back next week, uh, you know, for our next recruiting insider podcast, the regular Irish illustrated insider crew, myself, Tim O'Malley and Tim Priest will be back on Monday, June 5th. And then Kevin and I will be talking again, on Thursday, June 8th, before Irish Invasion. It was just two days away at that point. Really the premier event of Notre Dame summer in terms of its recruiting efforts. It should pick up a, a commitment before our next show on Jamie and Franklin. We'll see how that shakes out on June 6th. Uh, so until then, you've been listening to another edition of Irish Illustrated Insider Recruiting Extra. I'm Pete Sampson, joined by Kevin Sin- Sinclair, and the two of us will be back Thursday, June 8th to preview Irish Invasion. Thanks for listening.